Mrs. Gillespie. And Mr. Hosini. Welcome to today's episode of In the Middle Of. Every day, we're going to give you a different scenario that you might find yourself in the middle of. So, sit back, get comfortable, pour yourself a nice cup of coffee. Or just grab some fruit. And here we go. Welcome to today's episode. This one's exciting because yesterday I was just making up a bunch of stuff, mm. talking about what the future is going to be like for me. Traveled in time. Yes, as an old man and today we are gonna travel in time again, but this time it's the other direction. So I'm gonna pose a question to you, Mrs. Gillespie. What was it like for you being in the middle of when you were a kid? Well, oh, let's go back to my childhood years. Uh, so you and I are both born in 1981. Yeah. So childhood was really 80s and late 80s, early 90s is what I remember. Yes. Mostly. And life is was different back then. Well, I would venture to say it was much harder. <laughs> well, of course it was harder. <laughs> I, di- I actually disagree. I think life was easier back then I, for us pros as kids. And cons. I think there was... Certain things were more difficult, mm-hmm. but overall life was simpler and maybe, easier. Yeah, yeah, maybe simpler is a better yes. way to put it. Think, thinking about even just now and like what's happening in the world right now and looking at Gabby being nine years old and technology and the access to her friends and the things she has right now, the fact that we had none of that, we would have been so bored, but simultaneously had the skills to entertain ourselves because nothing else entertained us. Amen, amen, that's what I'm I'm saying, amen, because we were, um, and I I totally realize anybody talking about their childhood, as long as it was a good childhood, is going to look look back at it and romanticize it, saying that it was way better. Exactly, we talk about what we want. But we had less that entertained us, Yes. So we had to do a lot more of the entertaining. And and even, I mean, we had more to entertain us than our parents' generation and the one before them. But we we were, had to be self-sufficient for a lot of things because a lot of that same technology, like you're saying, just didn't didn't exist. exist. I had a moment last night. Gabby and I were watching the season finale of Survivor. And so we've cut our cable down, but we've got um, Prime TV and Stack TV on there so you can watch Global Live. So we were able to watch it through Amazon Prime, casted to our TV, of course, using all this technology that we never would have had, but it started at five. It was live. And there was there is no pausing and fast forwarding and it's not PDVR'd, you're just watching it streamed live. And so throughout the whole show, she kept just being like, pause it, like I have to go to the bathroom or Chris is restringing his guitar and he's tuning it. And she's like, pause it till dad's done or pause it. And I was like, I can't pause this and then at the end the end of the show um jeff probst is talking about how like we've only got a couple minutes left we got to get done blah 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 and she was like well why is he in such a rush to finish i said well he has to be done by eight o'clock because the next show is starting and they have a deadline could not fathom that feeling of like you could tell they were rushing he was saying things really fast i was like okay we're not gonna have to and then okay thank you for this blah, blah, blah. so that it ended right at eight and then it went to the next show and it reminded me of those what moments like. where you're like say by the bell is starting and you've got to like run or the pressure of going to the bathroom or getting a snack in a commercial break and not wanting to miss your show when it came back on okay kids out there lesson one 
You can't pause real life. Oh, that was deep. <laughs> you can't, can't can't pause real life. There you go. Might as well end here. So and so along the same lines of entertainment, for us when we were kids, there was less selection. Yes. And we've talked before about going to the movie the store. The movie store, yeah. And I mean, there were hundreds of movies around you. Yes. There were a ton, way too many than than you ever needed for selection. But not like there is today. So there was just way less to choose from, both in in what you watch, but how you got to watch it. Yes. We haven't had cable for for a very long time, but we have been able to watch whatever we want, mm-hmm. whenever we want. So it's not only selection, you but have it's, that fancy internet thing yes. I've heard about. <laughs> but and so then it's availability. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, when I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, but. <laughs> I've never felt so old, but um, we had two and a half channels because we had CBC because mm-hmm. that's that was our right as a Canadian to have <laughs> of CBC channel for free. We also had, um, I believe, we had CTV for free. Yes, and then there was another channel that worked half the time. Was it Channel Twelve? I, li- I grew up somewhere else, so the number oh, would have been different. Oh, of course. It was three and eight and maybe maybe five. Because we were the same. Or my parents cut our cable when I was a teenager, and we had like channel three, channel six, which was Czech, and channel 12, which had a lot of the good shows on it, but you also needed a really good set of rabbit ears. To so, pick it up? Yeah. So I can remember every before every show, adjusting the rabbit ears or getting it just right, and then you'd let go, and then it wouldn't work. So you're trying to sound like, can I stand and hold it and still see? I was big into basketball as a teenager, watching the Vancouver Grizzlies. and Go big country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a big Sharif Abdurrahim fan, actually. And so we would like watch the game, but sometimes the reception was so bad. There was like two or three basketballs in the reception. So you were trying to like kind of see the game. We would, we would move like, we didn't often have actual rabbit ears, but I remember at one point in time there was some sort of antenna and you try to position it and then you'd like stack books on it or stack things around it to hold it Mm -hmm, mm because duct tape also wasn't plentiful (laughs) as it is today. I could just go into any local grocery corner store and find duct tape today. Mm, You couldn't back then. Fancy things we didn't have. Um, I mean, also, continuing on entertainment, can we talk about music for a second? Yeah. And I want to talk about both the Discman Okay. And the mixed tape. Okay. Because my life was changed with the invention of a Discman. The fact that you went from your Walkman to a CD player that you could like just fast forward to whatever song you wanted instantly. So you didn't have to press fast forward and wait till it played through. That was incredible. But they skipped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like crazy. So the fact that it was designed for movement... And yet, you, even the fancy shockwave player. But the shockwave was good. Was way better. My brother had a shockwave. Yes. I think he even got the next shockwave Whoa, that was fancy. even better. But it was it was a huge technological advancement. Yes. Did you ever have mini disc? No. It, it was Sony. Yeah. Because like the Walkman was a Sony brand, yeah, and yeah. so was Discman. And then they came out with a mini disc, and I don't think that you could make it skip. It was incredible. Oh, but it had this this fancy little, little disc yeah, that was yeah. inside a kind of yeah. a cartridge. But I mean, even the access to music, right? Because all we had was CDs or tapes that you purchased Mm -hmm. and they were not cheap. 
Oh no, there were twenty dollars at that. Yes. There were twenty dollars when you went to a store to get them. So you got one album for twenty dollars. You better love that thing, and you probably hadn't heard it first. No, there's no no way to preview other than the, the single. Radio. Yeah, yeah, the, the one track, big track yes. that was on the radio. So you had. Your, what you could buy, or you had access to the radio, and was born the mixtape. Mm-hmm. So you'd sit with your ghetto blaster, your blank cassette in there, ready to hit record when you heard the first few sounds of your favorite songs, which also meant that then on that tape, you were always missing the first few seconds of every song. So if, if you start to listen to the, some of those old songs today, you're like, I don't recognize this. Uh, what is this? Oh, oh now there I know it is, what this there is. It is. Now, I wish I could uh, um, understand what you're going through in the making of the mixtape. We never had anything that could record. Oh, so I just want to put that out there. You did not have anything that you could record a tape? Not until I was almost in high school. And, and then... And, and I was, we were in Penticton for something and my mom, like we went, I'm not even gonna remember what store it was, but my mom did, oh, it was the Bay. My mom decided we could buy a stereo and it was like a ghetto blaster and you yeah. could, there was a handle, you could pick it up. Yes. It had detachable speakers. I had the, st- I had the speakers. two, oh, I never had the detachable speakers, but the double cassette. Yes. So you had, could go from cassette to cassette as yeah, well. It had double cassette and it also had a CD player yes. on the top. And that was big a big time. That was a big time. That was a big day in our house. And I was allowed to pick a CD. And you know what I picked? What? Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was big. I remember getting it coming home with mm-hmm. it and playing that and cranking it and thinking it was. I remember awesome. receiving my first cassette for my grade five birthday in our backyard, having a backyard party, Brian Adams waking up the neighbors. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was the first cassette that I owned myself. That was yours? And it still just holds a special place in my heart. I, I'm not going... I, I think that it, it does. I, I hope that kids today get to have the, those same songs. I wonder if they will and if it'll mean the same thing because there are so yeah. many... There is so much music out there, There's so which is awesome. There's so many artists. And it's artists. changing all the time, right? Yes. Where it's like we had invested all this money into one thing. Like you just played it over and over and over again because there was nothing else. If you owned four CDs, those were the four CDs you listened to. Yes. So so for music, it was different. Do you remember when Napster came out? Of course I remember when Napster came out. So if you don't know what Napster is, it was a, a, a slightly legal, not, not actually legal, <laughs> peer-to-peer music sharing uh, software. Yes. Um, so you could go on and you could download music that it other people... It changed the future of music. It really did. It So it, it... I mean, music was digital because... I mean, it was digital, but then it went online and then now there was the option for you to go and search for music and get it for free. Yes. But then you had to have a, a computer with a rewritable cd-rom yeah Yeah. and 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 then you would have to figure out how to rewrite and to create those mixed and i can remember the 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 technology hadn't caught it either so there was a while that then your computer you could burn a disc but none of your cd players would play the burned disc yes so your ghetto blaster didn't play it your walkman didn't play it your car stereo didn't play it if you had a cd player if you had a cd player i believe i talked about that already in a yes. guest episode. And, and I think you should be thanking Chris right now. I think that's what you're saying. So music was very different. Yes. There was I, less of it. What were you going to say? Oh, no. I was going to change the topic. I was oh, yeah. going to say this just reminded me a very big moment in my life was my 13th birthday when I asked for and received my own phone line. 
Which wow. no one today will Your understand. own phone, not just a phone in your room? No, so get this. Okay, so it was my own phone line. Now I shared it with the dial-up internet. So it was half a birthday present for me, half functionality for my family because my dad worked on computers a lot and so we needed not the regular phone line to also be the internet. Another thing kids won't imagine, imagine if you were never allowed to use your phone because you were someone in your house was using the internet. Let's just let that settle for Right a now some of you are using your phone and the internet at the same time. And 10 other people in your house are yes. as well. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about we'll those things later. But yes, so I got for my 13th birthday my own phone line. I didn't know my parents got it hooked up, plugged in, got the see-through light-up phone that I wanted, hid it under my bed, and then just called me at dinner time. And suddenly this ringing is happening, and I ran into my room, and I lost it. I mean, this was like the best thing ever. And so I had my own phone line in the bedroom that as long as my dad wasn't on the internet, you could that use I it. could use. And it was like... How old were you? 13. That is huge. It was amazing. In grade eight and your yeah. own phone line. Yeah. That is... That's huge. Right? For those of you that don't understand the significance, that's yes. gigantic. Mm -hmm. So how often would you pick up the phone and you just heard that... Oh, I feel like I got better at checking because dad was not happy because you heard that and then it wrecked his internet connection. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, so if, if you don't know when, um, for the listeners... If someone is connected to the internet and you picked up the phone, that killed the signal and yes. the computer then disconnects. Then on your computer, you have to reconnect. Dial up again. And, and it's kind of like um, if you get booted off Wi-Fi and you just have to press the button to connect, just think much, much longer. longer. With more annoying sounds. <laughs> they're, they're, they were into entertaining. And so yeah, so I got, the, I got a phone line and I'm hang on hang on you had internet when you were 13 we had internet really young like so like i said my dad was super into computers so what year was this 93 that would have been 90 or 94 94 yeah 94. but we had internet before that because Whoa. in elementary school my <laughs> my dad's not going to show very good in this episode but my mom worked at the bank part-time and my dad worked at the mill so he worked shift work so there were some weeks where when dad was on nights or afternoons usually if he was on afternoons i did see him in the afternoon but like sometimes he was responsible for picking us up from school or picking me up <laughs> for school because i didn't have little brothers there and so when mom was working and dad was supposed to from school it happened more than once that he forgot to pick me up and the school could not get a hold of him because when someone is on the internet it's just a busy signal so because it was our home phone line, I can remember waiting at school, probably in grade five and six, and then calling and calling. And of course, someone has to call from the office. Nobody has cell phones, nobody has anything. And just busy, 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 busy. So I think that was eventually for why by the time, cause I would have turned 13, the end of grade seven. So by that time, they must've, the second line must've also been to maybe care for the children in the home then. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't reach dad when he was on the internet oh mm -hmm. and you probably talked on that phone for hours hours and now i realize the equivalent is the video chat because i watch gabby like do her own thing she's out on the trampoline she's painting she's watching a tv show and there's just another friend on the video chat but they're not paying attention to each other talking but then i think of the amount of time i spent with another friend on the phone and like we were doing our homework 
you're listening, you're not talking the whole time, but they're just there. It was like the ability to have somebody else in the other room with you, but they're not. They're, they're not. That Hours was, on yeah. that phone. I remember, I mean, I was a boy. Boys didn't talk as much as girls. Still don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I still talked on the phone a yeah. ton and, and loved it. Okay, we talked about TV and music. Video games is the next one. <sighs> I love video games. So you and you talked about having internet very early. Yes. Does that mean that you had a technologically advanced household for no. video games too? And so I look back now and had a have a very addictive personality. It's probably a good thing I didn't have video games. We had um, a really old Intellivision video game and that's all. There was like this skiing game and it was nothing. My parents would not buy me a Nintendo and it was probably the the greatest sorrow of my childhood. <laughs> I am ashamed to say there are people I became friends with in elementary school. Just because they had Nintendo? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say I became friends with them. I stayed friends with them. And, per, and pursued a friendship. Pursued a friendship so that I could continue getting invited over to their house so we could continue paying, playing Nintendo. And I'm, I bet there's a lot of kids our age that that happened and and maybe even now but yes. then hopefully it grows into a greater yes. friendship and that, so that, that was yes. yeah I'm, I'm sad to say that that's bad that is not why you make friends you were a kid i was a kid don't judge yourself as a kid as a teenager i saved up and bought a um i used super nintendo which would have definitely been probably my favorite like super mario world on the super nintendo was my favorite for all. it's still my favorite to go back to play we now have it downloaded on the wii we were playing it the other night i still i'm way more skilled than my family i can know where all the keys are the switch palaces love it and then as a later teen like playing goldeneye on n64 that and was, mario kart came out huge. those those Amazing. two and those two for me are the the biggest and the best, best games ever goldeneye best. and mario kart 64. <sighs> We need to have a GoldenEye Mario Kart 64. Well, I, we have to find access to this somehow. Yeah, I don't know how you... I mean, kids listening today are probably like, oh, I can like, easily get that game. That. Okay, well, tell us. We're old. We don't know what we're doing. So, But I don't want to play it on my phone. I no, want I want an I N64 want controller in my hands. Yes. And I want yes. to play that way. The other, the other thing is I always wanted a Game Boy. And I never got a Game Boy as well. I can remember borrowing my cousin Eric's Game Boy. And... Um, playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game was my favorite on the Game Boy. And so after Chris and I got married, so I think I was probably 20 or 21 years old, the Game Boy Advance came out, and that's what I asked for for Christmas. <laughs> really? The pearly pink one. Yeah. I still have it. I have Donkey Kong. I have Sonic. I have all the Marios. I have, And it was the one that folded, and I wanted it so bad that I knew I was going to be really upset if I didn't get it. And Chris often buys gifts and then wraps them and puts them under the tree early just to torment me. And I unwrapped it one night and checked <laughs> to, to make sure that's what I was getting because I wanted to prepare myself for the disappointment. I can't believe it. Well, Chris just redeemed himself. Why didn't you tell that story on the gifts giving episode? I did say he's come a long way and he did a lot of really great gifts. There were also just some crummy ones stuck in there. He does a great job most of the time. Yeah, that was, that's big. So my brother got a uh, Game Boy when as kids we went on our, like our one big family vacation. 
Mom took us down to Disneyland and we mm. each had a hundred dollars American to spend. <gasps> I remember that. I think it was American. And my brother, that's what he chose was a was a Game, Game Boy. And it was huge. It was so much fun. Love it. I chose a Lamborghini, a radio control Lamborghini, oh, which is also, also a fun. ton of fun. Our first video game system was an NES, the original the Nintendo. Original. When we, I think I may have told the story before, my dad took us down to Orville, oh, yes, down to the yes, States. Yes. My sister ended up paying for most of the game. We were in elementary school and we played that one a ton. Then we got the Super Nintendo and then the N64. <sighs> you really did have it all. I know. Well, yeah, sure. And then after, <laughs> and then that was the last one that um, we got, like that, that my parents bought for us. Right. All the video game systems after that, we had to buy on our own. Mm. But the mm. only one I ever bought after that was a PlayStation 2. Mm. And the biggest the biggest reason I bought it, other than it was awesome in a video game system, because it came with a DVD player. Right. So it oh, functioned I remember that. And things. it was like two for one. It was That was huge. Yeah. And I paid so much money so for much. it. I Well, so much money back then. I believe I paid... A little bit over five hundred dollars for it. Yeah. In maybe two thousand one, and and it was it was ridiculous how much money it cost. But so good. Yes. So many memories. I feel like the Nintendo sixty four was a better bang for your buck, and it had yes, more. Probably. And I never actually owned an N sixty four, but I just had lots of friends with the N sixty four. I think I only owned the Super Nintendo, and then I got my Game Boy Advance, and then after we were married again, I bought a Wii. So we always stuck hmm. in the like Nintendo, in the Nintendo family. Yeah, we, Chris had a PlayStation. That's family, interesting but. that you say that because the Nintendo and Sony PlayStation that was a big rivalry yes. back when we were kids, and they were the only two. I say the only two big ones. Yeah, Sega Genesis was also yeah, that's out. That's what Chris had. He had a Sega Genesis, and so. Sega was the like was the little uh, the, the the little guy. Yeah, and it yeah. tried, and it had a lot of awesome Sega. games like. Yeah, Sonic was on <laughs> yes. Sega at first. NBA Jam yes. was on on that at at first as, or back then. Um, there was also some weird ones that came out. There was one. There was a game system called Jaguar, and another one Panasonic put one out called 3DO, hmm. and that was like the early '90s. And so there's a lot of other companies that, that tried, tried, but nothing could beat out Nintendo. And then so uh, then the PlayStation yeah, came in yeah. and held its own. And then anyways, and then after that, like after the PS2 came out and we played it a little bit, I lost interest. I feel like this is making me very nostalgic and I'm so going home to try to find my Game Boy. I think I've still got it somewhere. You find it, you put a picture on Instagram. That, that's a good one. So that this is a great segue into the, the next and maybe the last thing that we'll talk okay. about that I... I actually have not a lot of uh, good stories or, or much to add to it, but it was... Um, as a kid, what it was like with friends and the social life. Because, and, and the biggest difference is, other than being having your phone line, mm -hmm. um, when you weren't face to face with your friends, mm -hmm. you your friends you weren't there. And that was the big, huge, huge mm -hmm. difference. I feel like now today, kids can connect with mm -hmm. and can't get away from their friends. Totally. Ever. And that's such a huge difference. Yeah, and I mean, even my phone line, like I was 13, so before that, you were on the family, like you had to make a phone call and then you had to like talk about it in front of your parents, unless you had a cordless. But 
Imagine this. Most of our phones growing up were corded. So you were like stuck in the kitchen with your whole family for the entire conversation with your friends. Yes. And and, and our phone was attached to the wall by the, the wall. fridge. We had to... I had to bring a chair over and yes. sit at the fridge. Totally. And I had to move if someone wanted to get into the fridge. We eventually added a the big longer long cord, cord so yes. that I could walk over to the couch with it. But it was crazy to think, like if you imagine every conversation with your friends you had to have in front of your entire family. Yeah. Like talking on the phone wasn't a big thing. So I was I was really good friends with, I kind of had my school friends and then you had your neighborhood friends. Mm -hmm. So fortunately there was a couple of girls on, on my street that I hung out with a little bit and I had a cousin that lived within walking distance. Um, another friend who lived kind of down at the end of, uh, you know, the neighborhood, like probably a kilometer and a half away that I, I walked to her house fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, even that I feel like is different now, right? But my parents turned me loose to wander down Labio Road. Do you to... remember, do you remember when you were just allowed to go out on your own? <sighs> I feel like it must, I must have been nine or ten and wandering to houses in the neighborhood yeah did you walk to school no because i bus? went to french immersion so driven? Um, my parents drove me unless my dad forgot me um, <laughs> and then a couple of times i took the city bus home okay or begged a friend for a ride when my dad forgot me did i mention that happened um who Once or twice yeah <laughs> and we walked but it was it was a kilometer maybe two and we walked to school but from when i was in grade two I walked to school, mm -hmm. walked there, walked home, and walked to friend's house. Um, when when we lived on the farm, we were a little bit out of town, and that was a little bit different. I rode a bus then, mm -hmm. but uh, I was we were allowed to go out, and and my mom worked shift work, and and large periods of time, no one, yeah. no no adults at home. I mean, <laughs> we had babysitters. There's a whole other part of our childhood. No one cared. No one cared <laughs> enough to put us in seat belts or helmets or know where we Car were. Car seats. We had no phones that they could check in on us. They just trust we would hopefully arrive home alive a few yes. hours later, whatever yeah. they said. Yeah. Times were simpler back then. <laughs> sure life, were. life was simpler back then. Um, Man, I feel like this one oh. could go on and on. So, so maybe in the future we'll we'll take one of these subjects and go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Thank you for telling me what it's like for you. Well, what it was like for you in yeah. the middle of it was, when you were a kid. It was good. It good was times. good. It was good. And this is a on an awesome topic to chat with your parents about what it was like for them when they were kids, and then talk to your aunts and uncles so that you can get the real stories, and then talk to your grandparents <laughs> so you can get a different story about when your parents were kids and when your grandparents were kids. And just think, one day you'll have kids and you'll be able to tell them, when I was a kid, there was a worldwide pandemic and school closed and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. You are gonna have the best stories. That's gonna be huge. Share your stories with us if you've got any anything you want to share um, and thank you very much for listening.